Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats. Is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys and chill, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. And we're back in Better Than Ever, a new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm here with our hosts. Former tight end Jason Dunn and former cornerback Eric Warfield. How you fellas doing? What's going on? Good. Happy birthday, my man. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Marcus. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, tw- 28, man. 28, Don. Yeah, still, still a young bug. Glory <laughs> days. Yeah. <laughs> Give me 28 all over again. Give me 28. Two. <laughs> I'm only a couple years from that, but yeah. Give me, give me 28. <laughs> Yeah, no, just 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 bless another year of health, and you know, yeah, that's 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 one thing with with COVID last year is you know can't really uh, ask for more than that, you know, just my health and my youth, and uh, yeah, you know, and all my loved ones are still here, so you know, it's uh, been a, a blessed year, and hopefully for a, a, another one, so hopefully twenty eight's another another one of those. I like it. Um, okay, so a lot lots to get into with the uh, with our Chiefs. Uh, Kind of a you know wire to wire domination on on Sunday uh, in certain aspects, but um, mm-hmm. we're gonna get into all that. So uh, first concern of the night uh, in the highly anticipated AFC West showdown this past Sunday, the Chiefs came out victorious, extending our win streak to five, which is the second highest in the league behind the Patriots, tied with the Dolphins with five. But um, also extending Andy Reid's uh, post bye week record to twenty and three, following the bye. What were your takeaways in this twenty two to nine victory? I mean, I'm happy with the win, no matter how we got it. Uh, I know there's chatter about um, offense not being able to score uh, in crucial moments, not being able to take advantage of uh, turnovers and short field, um, uh, short field possessions. Uh, I don't think Patrick has thrown a touchdown in a while. Um, uh, his whatever struggles he's going through, uh, I think will be okay. Uh, I think the team as a whole is starting to look better. And I think people are more focused on what the offense isn't doing as opposed to what the team is doing, and that's winning games. And that's really all we care about. Uh, I don't want to sit here and point fingers at each additional little things to say, oh, we're not doing this, we're not doing that. Uh, as I think the coaches will be able to fix that. And as we've learned over time, the closer we get um, to playoff time, uh, time of the year, our team plays better. Um, you know, colder weather, I don't know if it's just the colder weather or what, but it seems to bring out the best in our overall team because right now the defense is playing a lot better. Um, you know, offense uh, is is kind of struggling at times with, bit, with little things. But, um, again, to say the overall picture, I'm happy with it all. So my assessment of the game, like I was saying, it um, – you know, happy with the win. Uh, it is a tremendous job, you know, having the Broncos come in and, and, and whooping them uh, on our field. And that's something that we necessarily – we had to do. Uh, my takeaway from it as far as uh, what I've seen offensively, offensively, uh, a lot of drop passes. 
A lot of drop passes, stalled drives, um, kind of shooting yourself in the foot. And I think that we just need to do some things more to uh, to get these things going. It's you know, it's a rhythm. It's a rhythm that I didn't quite see offensively. Like when we started the game out, started out well, um, but you know, in, you know, kind of in the game as it went on, kind of got away from some of the things that we was doing. I guess the first series. So you you're an offensive guy. Yeah. Um, I was always told defensively that the first 15, 20 plays scripted, no matter what. They're going to be scripted, right? Yeah. Is that, is that correct? You do. I mean, but you, you could you could deviate from it, especially on situations. Sure. I, I get yeah. that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's almost, it almost seems like to me when we're scripted, we're on point. We make those plays. Then when it comes down to adjustments from up top to down low, things change. It's the same way with the Cowboys game. We start out the touchdown. After that, we get away from those 15, 20 plays. Mm -hmm. We don't have anything else. Everything with the Cowboys game was all field goals from there. Kind of like with the Raiders, I think, you know, even though it was kind of a blowout, just things just kind of snowball with the Raiders game. But the first couple of plays, it was on point, on point but you can't really take into account with the Raiders game, how it happened. And then it comes to the Broncos and we get the same thing. First drive look good. A few of our games this year have been that way. Like the, the scripted plays were perfect on point. And when we get away from the scripted plays, we kind of struggle. Is that kind of how, I mean, offensively that's. It, like I said, you, you could deviate from your plan from the first 15, right? First 15 is just kind of like a, a base about what it is that you want to attack them with and what you see that they're giving you. Um, and, and I see your point, you know, because it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but the thing is, you, if you study the team, and I, which I know they're doing, they're doing a great job of it. And, and as good of an offensive mind Andy and, and Bienemy and those guys are as a staff, then they should, you should almost have like really the whole, the whole game scripted somewhat. Like you, you already know, like in your, 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 your play card, that you got these this number of plays, right, for every situation, every down. And so you already know from up top, third and six, we're going to run these 15 plays, right? Third and 15 or long, third and long, we're going to run these 15. And so you just, you're just going through each of them, and, and they're talking to each other too, like, what do you like? What do you see? What is the defense giving you? And so I think a part of it is, like you said, it, it's, you know, when you're scripting them, it looks like it should work. Everything should work, right? Until like you, you know, you get stopped. But then all of a sudden, what ends up happening? I see that it's like we have like this identity crisis. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we, we can't get away from who who we are. And so when teams kind of dare you to be who who you always been, like you know, running throwing the football, they dare you to run. And so when you were seeing them, when they was running on first down, they was getting yards. And you know, you, you weren't really getting yards when you start passing it. What ends up happening if you don't get that first at, at catch on it first down, then you got to throw it on second down. And so we always yeah. get to that. We, we never run it on second down. I, th- this past game, I looked at it. I didn't really see us running on second down after we passed it the first time. At least that, to me, it didn't come up. And so I think sometimes what we do is we kind of get in the hole. We feel like we need to go ahead and catch up. And so that second quarter, uh, we stalled out uh, with two series, uh, I think, Three plays and four plays, or vice versa, one like that. And, and the thing was, the first run was that was the four plays was a run for the first down. The next three play passes, you know, it's the same thing. When you come back, it was like the end of end of the the half is the next time we got the ball back, and it was run run predictable, right? Because you're trying to burn the clock out. So we're not we, we're not doing we're not attacking the defense. Now we're just trying to trying to play like, hey, let's run the clock out. But no, attack them. Throw some other things. Don't be predictable. And then next thing we throw, we throw like a screen. And it was like, we're better than that. We're better than that as far as like with the offense, with the weapons we got around us. Uh, I think they just got to do a much better job as far as like calling the, calling the plays. You know, I mean, seriously, I, I, that's the way I look at it. Because it just seems to me that, you know, the situation, we just getting caught in. And we shouldn't be getting we shouldn't be getting caught with our pants down against you know these defenses like that, especially with these two brilliant minds that's that's calling these plays. Really, it shouldn't happen. Uh, let me finish the point that like as far as defense wise, uh, also too, what I've seen, man, we you know played an incredible game defensively. I think they did a tremendous job, you know, keeping the guys at bay, 
Uh, gave up a lot of yards on the ground, but you know the thing is, man, he, you know they got some some good running backs, so we knew that was going to be part of their game. And you know you could see the difference between a, a, a team that runs the football, who's going to stick with it. You know what I'm saying? They're going to trunch with it, and that that's that's what they did. They just was like, look, let's go ahead and just keep running, and see how we come up, come about with it. And so you talk about Denver, though, right? Denver. So that's what yeah. Denver did. You know, so should we see that this hey, you know Monday night? You know, yeah. yeah. Matt Jones throw two balls. We're <laughs> gonna run it all, all day. Run it all day. <laughs> and the thing is, the weather's getting colder. Um, you know, with the drop passes and stuff that we've seen, you know, we shoot. We gonna do? Ball's gonna get harder. So uh, overall, though, it's a win, and I, I, I'll take it all day. And I, I don't, I don't really worry too much about the offense, man, because like I said, those guys with the personnel that you have, uh, the brilliant minds that you got on that side. Uh, to me, uh, I, I don't really, I don't really worry about it as much. You know, I'm a blocking tight end. To me, shoot, run the football. Yeah, and, and what 14 carries for Hilaire and five carries for Daryl Williams. I mean, I, I feel like he could give a little more carries to Ch and try to get him going. I mean, 14 carries. I, I feel like I mean, it's not enough to like you know get going. You know what I mean? Right, and most of those at the end of the game. So yeah, yeah, and I think the thing is. Um, even with most teams, uh, and the Monday night, you know, Patriots Bills game, we can't really just, you know, base a game off of what they were um, endured with because they had weather increments that it was hard to pass in. Um, most teams, when you run it and you only gain two or three yards, and then you come up with a short pass, you know, incomplete pass on second. Now you you you're kind of behind the eight ball when you you know third and long, so I think that's the thing that hurts us and a lot of other teams that when you don't have that dominant run game that can get you a positive you know five plus yards uh, on that first down. Now the thing I kind of posted on Twitter was that the the thing that stood out to me mostly with our offensive line you can see it that they love to run block, but that's not what our team is designed to do. We're a pass first team, and, you know, rightfully so because of our quarterback and our, you know, tight end and receiver. Uh, we're a pass first team, but you have to establish a run in order to continue to be successful with that pass. Okay. Now with the downhill blocking that those guys do, they look great, not good. They look great, mm -hmm. but that's not what, they're put together for, you know, we have, you have to, you know, pass block majority of the game. And at times you do what you love best. And that's trying to maul the guy in front of you with our offensive line. And I think they love the, the running game more, but again, you have to, you know, cater to what you do best or you have done best. And that's what we are as a pass happy team. But I think our, I think our offensive line loves to block run block. 100 percent and and i agree with you those guys if you ask those guys in the room you know if you prefer to do something they will tell you all day we love just laying on guys mauling them and just kicking their butts right off you know the line of scrimmage and so i would say you know if in the reality uh that our offensive line is 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 not as good pass blocking as they are running the football you know as run blocking there's no question about it and so when i'm looking at you know, uh, Creed Humphrey, uh, Trey Smith, Thune, those big guys up front. I mean, when you're watching them move and create holes up up the middle, I mean, it's it's stark. It's it's a stark comparison. It's like when you sit there and you watch them when they had to sit back and pa you know and pass protection. You know, because big guys, same thing like like uh, Orlando Brown on the side man. He's not that good against you know a speed rusher. He'll get guys, but, you know, that's not his forte. He, you know, a, a speed rush come on the edge, man, is, is, is tough. It's tough. For yeah. him. You know, he's a bigger guy, man. And so when you click your heels, it's just you got to get you got to get out. You got to get out of your stance to cover those guys. And it's, and it's going to be tough, especially with our drop that we do. But I, I agree with you 100 percent. And the reason I brought up like uh, Monday night is because to me, it's saying that the offense, they didn't mind going to that. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't mind saying we can make that transition to become a running team if we have to. We need to run – look, Belichick, we need to run it this many times. We were running it this many times. And so 
us, even though we are a, a past happy team first, we have to do a much better job saying like, listen, we need to understand that this the run in the football, okay? Because we don't know we don't even know we have a good running game or not. We you know because we ain't never really tried to establish it. That's the problem. That's the problem with us. And so I think that you know if you want to go, but like deep, also to that, Jacob, we haven't had that type of a running back with us yet either. You know, look, I, 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 I look, e, look, we look, we got them. Ch, Darren Williams are good enough running backs that we could run the ball with them, and that we could see that they get yards. We've seen that, and we know we got an offensive line that will block. And so, I know I'm not, I'm not discrediting Ch. Now, in your honest opinion, do you think he could be a hundred yard back every game? I think the combination of them both, absolutely, no doubt about okay. it. Okay. So, but my, what I'm trying to get at is he an average? Is he an everyday? Not everyday, but every down back that can get you a hundred yards game. I don't think he's that type of a back. But, but you don't need him to be like so. So my thing is when you when you have two guys that have two skill sets, then you you let them both get a push, right? It's almost like you know, and I'm just going to comparison. Like when Alvin Kamara was kind of coming on, like Mark Evenman was doing stuff, and they was doing like it's just that mix of that that change of pace that you want to see to give the, the defense a different look. And I think if you give CEH, you could give him, you know, 10 to 15 uh, carries and then give Darren Williams another 10. You could give him, you could give him 10. And so when you had that, and then of course, like I said, out leverage the defense with a couple of, re, you know, reverse runs or whatever you want to do. I think you could really truly mix in probably about 20 plays and running the football effectively. And I think it would take that to really make the defense play honest let me put it that way and so where they're not just teeing off where you know okay second down they're gonna pass third down they're gonna pass right and so when you know that going into the game defensively you know it you know how y'all go over the meetings y'all like look this this is their tennis this is what they're gonna do they're gonna pass it on first down matter of fact if we stop them on first down passing we know they're gonna throw it on the second down too right so okay me me as a me as a cornerback yeah I'll go back to my safety plan days. Me as a safety, me coming down to fill a hole. If there's, if it's CEH, if it's Williams, McKinnon, mm -hmm. or the running backs that we have, I wouldn't be afraid. To, I'm not saying I would be afraid. I would take those guys up high. Okay. I'm going to challenge them. Yeah. For me to go against them boys out there in New England, Mm -hmm. Or to go up against, um, you know, Zeke, uh, some of these backs that are hundred yard like power backs. Yeah, I'm going for knees and lower. Okay, so you can't get what I'm saying. Right, right, I get it. But and, I and when you get in one of them, those muscle matches, you know, in the trenches, mm -hmm. I feel confident that our office offensive line can can handle whatever line that comes at them. I just don't feel confident in the running backs to get that extra push that we need or to break that tackle or if they get hit to get extra yardage after contact. Uh, we don't have that big back. Williams is not even that big back for us. Right. Yeah, they're both different, but we don't have that extra yardage after contact type of back. Well, well here's, here's what I'm looking at offensively. This is the way I look at it, okay? And, and every offensive coach will tell you this. I don't need for you to break a 50 or 40 yard. You know what I'm saying? I just need, you, to be, you know, four to seven yards on each carry. And if I, if, if, and CEH, who's a smaller back who can hide between those, those big guys, you know, and kind of get through the holes. That's, that's, that's it. That's all I need for him to do. And the thing is, what it does is it, it, it is, it helps it increase our drive rate and our plays. That's what we need to do. We need to increase like our drives, you know, and carry, keep a drive going. And so we had these stallers where we only having the ball for a minute. It was we two second quarter. We had two two uh two series. We had a minute uh, uh, the ball a minute apiece. That's crazy. I mean that we we can't we can't do anything offensively trying to establish it like that. And so what I'm saying is, look, Ceh, guess what? If a safety comes down here, I'm gonna at least make you play honestly. I'm gonna make you respect it. I'm gonna make you come down here and make this tackle. So if Trey Smith and them are getting to the second level, that's all I want them to do. That's it. As, as, a, as a blocker, let me get to the second level. Let me get CEH and him 
four to five yards. So that at least that puts you in second and third down and short. I don't want to make it third and ten or third and fifteen. I don't want to. I don't want to see those things. And so what ends up happening is we have to feel like okay, well now we got to throw a screen or we got to do something else. And you know, and and right now, to be honest with you, teams don't have that threat that we're going to run the football. They just they don't. They they dare us to run. And they you know what? They're going to keep daring us to run until we decide we're going to do it. Until we decide. I agree one hundred percent. Yeah. Right. And but that's that's how we get to me. That's where our success in the running game comes because we're, we are such a pass-happy team to where we can throw those run plays in when they're not expecting it, and we get those nice chunks. Uh, but that's what makes us look good. I, and so I even thought about, like, what you mentioned, I think it was last week. Uh, I think you mentioned, said that, it, that, that he reminds you of Sproles and, um, uh, and some of the other smaller backs, you know. Charlie um, Warner, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Those guys were based off of fullbacks and a stretch run, though, mm-hmm. giving you more gaps. We don't give you those stretch runs. We 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 like downhill. That we don't. I don't. I, I don't see a lot of stretch plays uh, of of you know trying to open a gap. Uh, it's mostly downhill stuff with our offense in the in the pack in the running game, which we should be. Which which we should be. Even if but we, we don't, don't we don't do we don't use a fullback though. But we don't need to. A tight end is just a fullback. That's ain't no different. So when he's running H-back, we got two tight ends in the game, almost three sometimes. And so you basically just move him into fullback. I mean, it's literally what it is. So even if he's lined up on the line of scrimmage, it doesn't matter where he lines up. It's still the scheme of on the blocking. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. So it's like yeah. I, regardless of where you put him, he's still going to end up here where the, where the fullback is. So it doesn't matter where he starts, where he finishes, and where he comes in because you'll see that in like a lot of crossing blocks – uh, cut blocks and whatnot when you run counters and everything else, uh, halfback traps, you can still do all those things like that with a tight end. And, and we actually do. What I, I just don't understand is when we have it, we, we just don't utilize it. We just don't, we just don't run it. We don't run it enough, man. We just, we just don't. That, you know, that's the reality of it, man. We, we just don't run the football enough to be a threat um, seriously in the running game. And teams know it. Teams know it. So, and that's why we stall out. We stall out on series, uh, you know, trying to create a drive. And we can't – it's a drive staller because mm. we get, you know, you pass it and you drop it or you pass it and it's incomplete. It's no good. Yeah, I mean, you said we don't run it enough. Um, I just looked up a few stats on him. So, last year, before he got hurt, he was amongst top five in yards after contact, uh, CEH uh, was. Um, and he's like – before he got hurt last year um was that saints game we had that weird like hamstring injury um it looked awful uh but he's only had three games where he's had uh 20 plus carries and of those three games uh uh, both were 100 yard games so uh, against houston 25 for 138 last year and then against buffalo 26 for 161 um and then I take back my words. Then and then against Baltimore, he had twenty for sixty four. So those are the only uh, three times he's gotten twenty plus carries. So man, I don't know e, what you thinking, man. And he don't think he ball enough. What's the deal? <laughs> I don't know. Come on, see, I don't man. know, man. It's just my perception of, of what I see when I watch the games. Like, I, I can he be that guy? I don't know. I hope he can. You know, he's one of us. He's one of ours. Yeah. Um, does he stand out like the 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 top? Five running backs? No, he doesn't. It's just you know, I, I, just like you're you're hoping that uh, Gordon's gonna make a splash one day. I guess I my my thoughts on my hope is is, is a Ch to, uh, but he's been he's been wonderful for us for uh, for what we use him for. Right. Uh, I just to me, I just. I, I guess I like the big backs and how they, you know, either hit a gap and, and you're out for 50 yards or right. you hit a gap and you're running somebody over. You got somebody trying to take your knees out because they're, they're scared to hit you up high. So that, that's that's just kind of like, I guess, my expectations of what the, the top backs look like. And, uh, and, and like I don't want to make make it sound like I'm not a fan of CJ because that's definitely not it. Uh, I definitely love what he's doing for the team. Uh, I guess my expectations were just a little bit higher than what um, – what he's been doing so far. Well, he's playing bigger than what you're giving me. He's playing bigger than what he's giving you, E. Yeah, I, I, I take my words. I, I, I eat my words. I take it back. 
That you know what though? That right there, Marks, that's that in itself tells me that it can get done, especially with this offensive line, because we we got the guys up front to get it done, to run it. And so we seen in the game when he when he did run, you know, he got, you know, first down. It was eleven yards, seven yards here, seven, and then all of a sudden it, it was done. And here's the thing though, you can sneak and play action and run him out the backfield, you know, to the route, to the flat, or just, you know, run a you know, a halfback option. You can shoot, you run him out a quarter route if you want to. There's a lot of different things you can do with that. The thing is, though, you know, for 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 defenses to absolutely, you know, respect what you're doing, especially in the running game, you got to run the football. And those guys up front, I guarantee in that room, the offensive line room, them jokers is wondering, how can we not run the football enough? I know offensive linemen, they like to eat. They don't like sitting back there on their cleats. They like putting their cleats in the ground, you know, and coming off the football. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and the one thing that I've, I've, we've talked about on the show before is his uh, ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. That was his, one of his big things coming out of LSU, and we're starting to see that a little more um, since he's returned from his injury this time around. Um, I think he had that one screen where he took like like 15 yards on uh, on Sunday. Um, so yeah. like we're starting to utilize that more, and I think that between him and Daryl Williams, I think those are our second and third best receivers on the team. I mean, just, I think Daryl Williams is, is a phenom catch. So far, I agree with you. I agree with you. No doubt. And look, and I, and I see it. See, you know when I when I when I'm looking at this and I'm evaluating how the reaction of like the linebackers come when we try to do play action, they ain't coming. They ain't coming up enough. They're not getting sucked down. And so what it tells me is they're not biting on this because they don't have to. They'll take one or two yeah. steps. It's gone. And so you ain't fooling nobody. You know. So that's that's how I see it. And I, I want to make sure if the clear if, if it's a good fake, and you really these guys are gonna be sucked in coming up. And then they turn around, you know, to go. Like you said, I want to see somebody's name on their back. I want, I want to see that. Yeah, you know, that's a good fate. I, I will say, in, in regards to what what he was saying, you know, tackling a running back by their legs, uh, Javante Williams. Uh, he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a stud uh, from Denver. He looked really good. Looked good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that was his first. That was his first game. He wasn't, you know, spelling uh, spelled by Melvin Gordon. Which it was, you know, the bad thing about that team. About, I was about that team about that game. As good as he was, as good as he was running the ball, when you're down like that, it doesn't matter how good he's running. You have to throw the ball to try to get yourself caught up. That's the sad thing about like watching basketball when you're like playing against Golden State. Your team can be on, like hitting all the layups, hitting all the jump shots. And yet, Golden State is steady dumping these threes down your throat. You got to find a way to try to keep keep up, and so you got to try to shoot threes. Yeah, and that's what forces so many teams to lose against a team like that because you have to pass, even though your running back is sitting there just you know eating chunks every time he's touching the ball. You're falling behind the eight ball because you're still you know losing in points. So that's that's the sad thing about that whole Denver team when they played against us. This dude was. A man amongst kids out there with us. We could not tackle him. Yeah. He's breaking but, yeah. but they're losing. So they gotta find a way. They gotta pass the ball. Right. Yeah. I I don't think they even ran it enough though. I mean, to, to get in, to get in that position. And they just ran it all game. So I think there was there was points in that game where they, they had a twenty a twenty play drive, but they got no <laughs> yeah, he had almost two hundred yards total himself. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um, you know, bridge over troubled waters, you know. <laughs> Um, so uh, the next concern was mainly about the offense, which we kind of got into here. Uh, but I, I do, I do want to ask this question. Um, and we talked on the show, number two receiver needs to step up. We need to run the ball, um, a little more. And this is the week that JD has been proclaiming that Josh Gordon will step up. Um, and so JD, are you, you're, you're still, you're still doubling down on that week 14 <laughs> said it, right? I said it. So we'll see. Uh, you know, he, he might just catch two. Two is going to be better than what he's, he's done all season. So that's, that's true. About. That's true. <laughs> right. So, hey, man, look, we got to start something. They can throw him a screen out there and, you know, and let him do something with it. Do something. Yeah. Get the dude involved. <laughs> the man's two. Look, he's 225, probably 230. Okay. Like you said, he, I, I love that thought process. Give him a screen. Give him a quick screen. Line, line, line up in the slot, throw him a quick screen. Okay. Just something, something. Okay. Get him going. But my my question is, what if? Okay, what if it's more of the same we see this Sunday from Josh Gordon? What 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 what, what do you say about the Josh Gordon acquisition at that point? You know what, man? It, here's the reality, and I said this: this man hasn't had no off season. 
You hadn't had training camp. You hasn't had uh, OTAs. You hadn't had any of those things. And so some of the time of like getting alert to learn the guy and get these things, he didn't really have, he didn't have any of that. That's the reality of it. And so I don't think that with a guy like this, this is something that you, you have him here. Hopefully this will be his home. That's the way I look at it. Hopefully be his home and you build on it. Keep him here. I think he's a guy that you keep on your team, you know, just because of his skill set. That's, that's where I look at it. Because when I'm looking around the league and I'm looking at guys who, who have played, who's a lot older than he is, who are still doing it. You know what I mean? And so we went on banning the guy. But like I said, if we can get him just two balls this week, just two. It won't happen that way, J.D. So the thing is, this is a professional sport. You know, a small percentage have this opportunity. It's on Josh Gordon for him to be in shape by the time they bring him in. By the time they go see him, it's not up to the Chiefs to get him in shape. It's up to Josh because they're giving him an opportunity to get back, to get his career back online. So if he's not in shape by the time they go look at him, then he shot, he said him, he sold himself short. Yes. Learning the game book, a playbook, and getting game acclimated is different. It, I don't think it takes this long. My thing is there's something I right now, what I would do, first play, run trips. Three receivers over here, one over here. Put Kelsey and Tariq Hill over there. You know the whole defense is going to shift that way. Put Josh one-on-one. That's going to leave you over there with the corner by yourself. Throw him a fade route. See what happens. Because you know all the attention is going to be over with Tariq Hill and Travis Kelsey. Right. See what he does. I, I, I look at it like this, I, and, and I disagree with you. I, 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 do, I do believe it takes that long. I, I, take it, I, take, I think it takes long to get – Acclimated. I think he came in shape. I'm, I don't, I'm not saying he didn't come in uh, shape. Right now, we, we neither one of us can say what what it, what does because we never. No, no. They said, look, look. I'm, I'm just going by. We don't know anybody that's been in position. Look, I'm I'm saying that this is what's coming out of the camp. This is coming from the Chiefs. It's coming from everybody in there. The man came in shape. Okay, I know some people in camp. The man came in shape. The problem is, and if we're sitting there talking about the offense right now that we can't even get our, our own receivers that's been there at the ball. You know, we still we still stalling out. Should the last we trying to do is trying to get Josh Gordon, which I think he's probably he might be part of the answer. He he might be part of the answer, and that's what I'm looking at. I'm like, look, if we need a guy to step up, okay, and we've seen guys drop the football, our, our two top receivers uh, are phenomenal. I mean, they just killing it on every level. They, I mean, they really are, right? But the thing is, also too, I think I've seen a stat where they we also lead in like drop passes. Okay, that's the reality of it. But like you said, it's the same thing like with Curry. You know, if you if you are a ball thrower, you catch footballs, you keep shooting, right? You keep throwing, you keep catching. You don't stop just because these guys may drop one here and there. You keep you keep playing, you keep playing. And so the other guys around them has to be dynamic. They got to step their game up. That's the way I look at it. You got to step your game up. And so I don't care if it's Josh Gordon, Pringle, Hardman, Robinson. All these guys in the room, bring your game up. Because we can't just rely on, on, on Kelsey and them all the time. I know we have to. But we we, we've, have gone to. We, we, we've gone to that, that scenario every week. You know, it's, it's a matter of where we are now and what we can do going forward. So I, I just think that we got to find a way to – I don't care if we kick the ball to him. Let him receive a punt or a kickoff or let him kick the ball. You got to let the man touch the ball at some point. You know, I showed a stat right. the other day when we watched – an entire half, and he wasn't targeted. Not, not even looked at. Wow. What do um, you think that? See, and I and I look at that. So, so my mindset is this: part of it has to be trust. It has to be trust, and I, I don't know if it's just if it's just Patrick has been, you know, relying on the other guys doing, you know, particular things in our offense. Like I said, man, it's a, it's a it's it's a little guy's offense. It really is. If you look at how they run routes, it's like if the route ain't there, they just look to get open. That's all it is. It's just look to get open because Patrick extends plays with his with his legs. Now it's like it's almost like a scramble drill every every play almost. If it, if a ball's not coming out of his hands within the four or five seconds, scramble drill, you know, get open, and that's what happens. So I don't know. Week fourteen, week fourteen. That's all I'm saying right now. Okay. I mean, and the promising thing was from what I saw was this was the the least amount of uh, snaps that McCole Harbin got um, all season, uh, which is obviously trending in the direction where you know Gordon's staying on the field 
we saw Byron Pringle get a lot of uh, targets this week, get two drops. And then Robinson, I, I didn't, I, I don't think, yeah, I didn't see Harbin a lot during the game, but then when I saw the snap count, he was, it was as low as he's had all season. Um, so obviously he's training in the right direction for Gordon to gain that trust. And plus, if we're talking about trust, we're seeing all these guys drop balls. At what point, maybe, you know, Mahomes, like, you know what? These guys are dropping balls. Maybe I'm, I'll take my shot, ch- chances with uh, Gordon. Give him, give him a shot here. I mean, hopefully. Um, but l- last question on the offense. Um, JD, when you went to the game, you saw on the sideline there was some, you know, a little ruckus going on with uh, Bienemy and, and some of the guys. Uh, but then uh, Sunday, I guess it was that that horrible series that we had where Mahomes took a sack, um, and then he came to the sidelines. They showed him go to the sidelines, and he was kind of having words with Bienemy. We don't usually see that Mahomes having words with uh, Bienemy or anybody. It, it, it looked a little heated, but you know, all coaches and players get into that. But yeah, I was gonna say that's every coach and. Uh... And coordinator, it's going to happen. Heck, we see a lot of it with Tom Brady when he was in New England. You know, we see it with every quarterback that's, you know, played position. It's going to happen. I think I got guys are trying to push to get each other going. That's, that's probably part of it. Patrick's probably sitting there saying the same thing. Like, come on, man. Like, you know, give me give me something I can work with. Please, give me something I can work with. Because right now, you know, they like you said, they fussing each other saying things. But, you know, the very next play, they sit down like, hey, man, look, what do you think about this? Let's check about it on this. Right. So it's like it's one of those things. As long as no real, truly disrespect, like it's just it's emotions coming in because everybody wants to do well. And if if I'm Patrick, give me the playbook. So I, I think this these plays going to work. If I think I'm getting something that I to me doesn't sound right, doesn't sound good. He's going to argue about it. He should if be anybody saying, look, man, you missed this guy on this. He's going to fuss about it. And he should. So, I mean, y'all professionals here. And, you know, like I said, it's all about winning. And so if you're not pushing guys, you're not challenging each other to get better, do something better, then <laughs> you're not going to be a very good football team. So uh, I, I like it as long as, like I said, it didn't, it didn't do anything to, you know, turn somebody off from, you know, being successful is the is issue, right? So. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to ask you guys because I saw a lot of fans share that video clip and, like, you know, Oh, here we go. Offenses, you know, really struggling now. But like, you know, you guys played the game. You guys, you know, you guys seen that stuff. I mean, that's just that's that, that's coaches and players, you know, getting getting you know getting after each other. E, did you ever did you ever fuss at a coach? Yeah. <laughs> really? Like like in each other's face. You know what I mean? Like when you was playing professionally. I'm not gonna say college professionally. Like get up here like in each other's face. No, I never did it in college. I didn't. Oh, I, I never had any heated moments. But there was some. Moments of like disappointment, like, you know, what are we calling here? Like the defense isn't working. You know, there's a, a lot of games where I'm, you know, I have to question, like, why are we calling this defense? Like it didn't work against that team. It's not going to work against this team. It didn't work that flat play and we're still using it. But you, you weren't verbal to the, to the coach? Oh, yeah. Man, what you- oh, yeah. I've, I've had some 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 run-ins with Peter, uh, some run-ins with, with Greg. Um uh, you know, you, you got to question the, the calls when the calls aren't working, you know, especially on defense and, or when you see a part of that defense that's struggling. You know, mm-hmm. there's things that can help every struggling piece of a team. All the coaches know this. All the players know this. Um, so if you see a, a piece of your defense that's struggling, you know how to get out of that and to find another defense to help with it. Now, yes. Certain players or well, players are going to get beaten no matter what. Those other guys getting paid just as much as you are, or the same amount. So it, it's a matter of you know trying to keep that that keep or ch- trying to minimize those plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you, the, the help of the D, D coordinator, your position coach, uh, to help you as an individual to learn and put yourself in a position to be successful. But yet, there's times when you're going to get beat. It happens. It's going to happen. Jay, did you ever have anything like that? Uh, with a coach, uh, not necessarily. Not not with a coach. Never never really fuss at. Like you, you know, your position coach, you can say whatever, pretty much. Yeah, because you have a good re- you know relationship. So you know, you know that your position coach is on your team more than likely he is right. And so I never had any any run ins or anything like that with a coach. Uh, no, uh, never. Uh, now, I, I can't say that I had. Now, in college, yes, but in, in professionally, no, nah, not really, not really. So, but for, for folks at home, it, it's just not 
it's not out of the norm to, to, to see this kind of stuff. I had to run it, but it wouldn't be on the field. Let me put it that way. It wouldn't be on the sideline. I just think that it, it shows kind of a bad taste a little bit, right? It's the optics. That's how I look at it. So, yeah, but it, it works both ways, though, because so say, for instance, I'm up there and um, I get a, you know, I, I run the wrong defense because I see the signal bad or I hear the call bad. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, I'm getting yelled at. So as a man with pride, I'm going to try to defend myself. You know, if I apologize and yet you sit there and continue yelling at me, okay, I'm going to defend myself by yelling back at you when I probably shouldn't or, or we could have just settled this by saying, hey, a mistake was making, was made. We move on. Right. I, I guess I didn't really make that many mistakes, E. So. Hey, you had a longer career. No, hey, hey, look, I, hey. Hey, I, I, look, if I'm out there and, and somebody's fussing at me, I'm like, look, you know I'm giving my all. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, I, I can remember. Now, practice or meeting room, oh, yeah, that done got heated. It was, you know, definitely. I got into it one time. Uh, um, I ain't going to say it. Just move on. <laughs> all right. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift that they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. So next concern, um, obviously, after the Monday night game, um, and I feel like the, the mainstream media was all, all, all about the Patriots anyway, so they could have lost that game Monday. Everyone would still be saying the Patriots are the favorite in the AFC. Um, obviously, it's a Chiefs show, but I just want to ask, as of right now, as what we've seen from our, our guys recently, who would you say is the favorite uh, in the AFC right now? Um, as we, I, mean, I don't think that's a fair question. Just because, for one, I mean, every week our prediction is always going to be the Chiefs. So you know that we're going to be biased towards the Chiefs. And that's 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 where our loyalty lies. Right. Um, but I, that's uh, the truth, though. You, you, you think, it, I mean, I mean, I know our loyalty lies there, but – I mean, realistically, though, Eat. I mean, do you do you see any other team in the so, AFC? So every week, so we, when you going into every week, even with those losses, did you ever think the next week we're going to lose? No, no, no. But did you ever think that we weren't? Uh, I won't. I won't look far and say we weren't going to make the playoffs. But going into, looking into the next week, when we were having so many down moments, when it seemed like nothing could go right, mm-hmm. I never thought that there would be a time we would get get things back on track. Of which we ended up doing. So what I, I say that to say, I still think we're the favorite just because of what I know our offense can do. Even with the little struggles that we're having right now, even with these other teams playing the way that they're playing, New England outstanding, Mac Jones, what he's doing, the defense and offense of New England, I still take my Chiefs to go to the dance in L.A., to represent the AFC, biased opinion. New England does look really good with a young quarterback, with a great running back, uh, not running back, but running game. Uh, Outstanding defense. Outstanding coaching staff. It's hard to say, it's hard to go against Bill Belichick and whatever he puts together. You know, last year was just a, a first year without Brady and dealing with a whole lot of scrutiny or whatever, uh, a comparison, who's, who, who's better with and without. Um, but now it's like, I'm I'm the guy. I'm going to show you what Belichick is. So, yeah, he is a great coach. There's no doubt about that. We can't say he isn't. Right. But if you ask me who's the better team in the AFC West right now, for me, I'm going to say my chief. Okay. Well, I'm going to say this, and I didn't have not one doubt, even going through all the bumps and bruises we went through, I didn't have a doubt with us at all. 
I just knew we defensively, I knew we needed that one piece. I knew we needed a guy. I know who it was going to be. I knew we needed to get a guy or a pass rusher or some type of thing, and we brought him in. And so since Eagle's been here, he's been a game changer. And I knew, like, we had to go out and get that guy. We had to. And it was like, you know, when, when the thing's on your shoulders, you always just feel it, right? Everything is going to go bad. But it's the same thing, like, when I'm looking at New England, I don't think New England is – I think they're pretenders, to be honest with you. I mean, right now their record is, is what it is. But I think also, too, they kind of snuck on, up, up on people. I don't think they're a better team than us. Not in the slightest. Matter of fact, I think they're probably third or fourth best team in AFC. That's my honest opinion. And so, you know, when I look at, you know, the people they played and how they beat other teams, I think the Bills will beat them second time around. I do. And so I, I think maybe even what they got, maybe the Jets the next time. I think the Jets might be next time around. And so Belichick, is, look, he's a, he's a great coach. He is. But as far as me thinking that they're top in AFC, not not even in the slightest. I think the odds are in our favor. What we have, what we know what we got. We know what we got on offense, and it's been stalling out. But our defense, you know, what's so promising to me is our defense has been playing stellar. Them jokers have been playing lights out football, which to me is like that's that's what we need to see. When I said this, I, I text Mark and says, I may, maybe he was on the, on the P2 when I said this. I said, we have a prop, we don't know how to play with the lead. <laughs> All last year we was we was behind. By like 14 to 21 points. And maybe sometimes that that pressure about, look, we need to get this thing done is what we needed to, to, to spark guys up, right? You know, it's, it's a mindset. It's a championship mindset. And sometimes we ahead, we, we get we get crazy because we don't know where we want to be. Because we always now we always playing ahead. We're like, well, shoot, I don't know. We up by this money, you know, this many points. We ain't really run a four-minute offense yet. We ain't never had to do that. All last year, we was always behind. And so and the defense is playing where they're at right now. Now, offense is going to be clicking. Week 14, Josh and all these things going, going to the playoffs. I think we are, we are definitely the team to beat, no doubt about it. I don't think nobody is even close enough to us. And they can, people can say all they want to say about who they didn't have, we didn't have. We got these things done. Our defense has held the, the, with the last five games under 20 points. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's incredible. They've been doing a tremendous job. So you guys keep playing like that. It's a team sport. We're gonna be we look, we're gonna be all right. We're the team to beat. Yeah. And I think being eight and four and not having our offense completely clicking, I think it's just it says something about this team and how it's about the defense. So Man. once that offense gets going, sky's the limit. That's right. That's right. All right. So final no, I, was say, we, I mean we just we just got CEH back too. So we got to get him working into the offense even more. So I, I, I love it. I love where we at. Yeah. It, yeah. Hell, and, and, we're, and we're, you know, we're getting healthy at the right time too. And we, and like you said, the bye week came at a, at a nice time at the end of the, kind of towards the end of the season where everyone, you know, can kind of get adjusted and take a little break. Um, but okay. Last, uh, uh, last segment is the uh, prediction segment. Uh, this Sunday, the Las Vegas Raiders will travel to play our Kansas City Chiefs for one o'clock kickoff. When the Chiefs played the Raiders a few weeks ago, uh, obviously it was a 41-14 domination. The, really the last time the offense kind of looked, you know, somewhat of what we've seen before. Uh, but that was also, obviously, defense play their asses off. But uh, Chiefs are currently a nine-point favorite at home this week. What are your score predictions, and who do you guys have? I'm going, I'm going 28-17. Chiefs, 28-17. Oh, that's it? Oh, I'm gonna go 24-20. Any reasons behind your uh, scores? Mine? Yeah. I just think that you gotta. Uh, even when we played the Raiders back, and and you know kicked the crap out of them, I think they're a really good team. They got a lot of great players. Uh, they were just a team that was coming off of a lot of bad shit, or whatever you know words you want to use yeah. uh they've kind of figured out themselves going forward from here um had a bad loss this weekend uh and not trying to defend anything with them i just think that they're a team that's rediscovering themselves and they will play a better game against us. i just think that we'll beat them just not as bad as we did the, the game uh the, the first game we played i'm looking right now at three tubs by by patrick passing and one rushing by ceh uh, I think we kind of get back into the swing of things offensively. 
uh, doing some things. I'm looking at Josh Gordon getting two catches, you know, at least two. Uh, but I think also uh, as far as what they've, they've, they've done, I think our defense kind of got their talent. We, we, we know what they got. Uh, they bring in uh, Waller back, who's still – he's beat up. He's banged up. Uh, you stop the run, so all of a sudden you got Renfro and you got the uh, the other guy. I don't, see, I can't even think of his name. But to me, you, you do it, you got him. So that's why I don't believe they're going to make any more than 17 points. I mean, our defense, like I said, has been keeping on to 20 points, so that's what it's going to be. Do you see them following the the game plan that uh, Denver kind of uh, went against us with the kind of uh, using Javante or using Josh Jacobs in the way that Denver used uh, Javante Williams? Because I don't think he's been hurt enough that. I don't think he's healthy enough to, for them to utilize him that much. I think they're going to depend on Carr. But yeah, well, I wouldn't. If I was the Raiders, I, I'd at least run him as much as I could. And, and they're without Kenyon Drake, so it, it really will be Josh Jacobs pretty much the entire time with Peyton Barber spelling him a little bit. Right. It's not enough. Ain't enough. No. Yeah. And and, and plus, I mean, uh, I, I think I saw one of the press conferences today. Someone said it, that uh, that Coach Reed remembers what the uh, the Raiders pulled on them last year when they won an Arrowhead. You know, they had the buses uh, drive around the stadium a few times. So there's definitely yeah, some. That was a big comment after we beat them out there in Oakland, though. <laughs> <Or> was it? <laughs> yeah, I, I've read that a few times of you know them riding, the, driving the bus around, and those we beat them in, 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 in Vegas, like how we should do the same. <laughs> I say after we beat them, man, driving around the stadium a couple times after this, let him keep. Let's <laughs> 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 go take his trip around here one more time. So get him, Bussy. We got Bussy. Is it Bussy? We pay Bussy, right? Get him, Bussy. Drop him around a couple times at their loss. So, all right. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. Hopefully, the score predictions from JD and E are correct. Hopefully, it's a really a 41 14 kind of a sequel to what we did a couple weeks ago. Oh, I'd love, I'd love that too. I'd, I'd love that. Nice blowout in KC. E, duh. $20. Josh Gordon gets at least two catches. 20 bucks right here. All right. Take it back. All right. Gotcha. All right. Good deal. Uh, and also, there's another bet that you guys had that I, I I just took a look at before the show. I don't want to hear it right now. <laughs> you don't want to hear it. The Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> we'll talk All about right, that next week. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. All right. Take it easy, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.